Well, the message this morning is going to be from our series we started last week, Into the Unknown. And the title of the message this morning is The Perfect Storm. I want to give you a little bit of history there because there was a small fishing boat, the Andrea Gale, that on September 20th, 1991, left and sailed into the North Atlantic Ocean. It would never be seen again because what would happen is it would be swallowed by a massive storm of historic proportions. A movie was then produced called The Perfect Storm that depicted the terrifying and absolutely relentless waves that crashed upon the boat and ended up in a worst case scenario where six members of the boat then vanished forever. And the Andrea Gale was hit by a simultaneous conversion there of the most devastating weather conditions that were possible. The concept of a perfect storm has existed for centuries, as long as people have had to deal with devastating circumstances. And today, when devastating conditions hit our lives and converge and threaten critical areas of our lives, our circumstances can become like a perfect storm. And today we face an invisible storm, and in some ways, a non-quantifiable storm. How long is a storm going to last that is called COVID-19? It's not on a calendar where we can just circle a date there and say that, hey, it's been a tough season, but on this day, everything is going to be okay. A perfect storm has happened with economic devastation that has blown through our lives, and many people perhaps watching this morning have been affected by this. A perfect storm with suffocating social component to it. A storm that's had a mental health dimension or anxiety has affected so many people. Then there's the emotional component to it, where people are just freaking out. If you've had a, a, a heart to watch what's happening, it can just read the headlines the last few weeks. Some people are just wondering how much more can we endure? So what I want to do this morning by way of introduction is just be real with us and give a real talk here. Because there are other storms which are real, but they're not so physical. By that I mean, maybe your storm is one where you grow up or your mother or your father never actually told you that they love you. Perhaps your storm is one where you had an alcoholic father who wounded your soul with angry or hurtful words. Or maybe he hurt your mom. That happened in my own family. Maybe your storm is one where you had to say goodbye to a family member and you saw the casket closed and you saw them buried and they were the most important person to you in the world. Or maybe your storm was one where you were touched in ways that had the person that did that had no right to do that. Maybe your storm was a spouse, a spouse that closed the door on your marriage after years of being married. Well, we all face storms and some of us have faced a perfect storm. And what we want to do this morning, what I want to do is share the ways that we can gain a perspective on life that recognizes on one hand, storms do happen. But on the other hand, how do we navigate the storm? And this is where Jesus Christ comes in as we follow him and our circumstances look different in light of his power and his wisdom and his goodness. And where do we, where do you, what do you do when the perfect storm comes into your life? 
what I want to do is look at the scriptures this morning because in light of the coronavirus, it has been like the perfect storm. One day the sea was calm, and then the next day the biggest storm of our lives that we've ever experienced hit us. So I'm going to be reading to you from the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus' followers were literally in a storm, and then Garrett Castro is going to come and read to us from James chapter 1. So reading from the Gospel of Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 35, it says this, The day when evening came, and he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him alone, just as he was in the boat. And there was also other boats with him. And a furious wind came up, and the waves broke over the boat. So it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. So now we're going to have Garrett Castro come, and he's going to be reading to us from James chapter 1. And Garrett Castro leads our outreach ministry to Sucumbi Park and the distribution of hundreds and hundreds of sleeping bags. And now Garrett's going to come, and he's going to read to us James chapter 1. James 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, And it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all he does. Thank you, Garrett. Would you join me as we pray and ask God's blessing over his word? So, Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that we would hear the voice of God through the word of God. You would help me to be clear and concise and to the point. And we would hear things that we would be glad for in our lifetime. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so James now is like a wise father, a father figure who is going to give us practical advice and speak into our lives. We could think of him as like Grandpa Jim, who's like the prototype of an awesome and a godly grandfather. Grandpa Jim has been there and done that. He's seen it all, and he's going to give us some great advice. And in James chapter 1, verse 1, we see that this was written to some Christ followers who were sailing into a perfect storm, and they were scattered around the world. They were being hunted like animals and under the persecution of a Roman emperor named Claudius. And God's people were losing their jobs. They were impoverished. They were suffering. They were persecuted. They were beaten. It was awful. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to see in the perfect storm what happened. It says in verse 2, when you face trials of many kinds. And Grandpa James now tells us the truth about storms. The Bible clearly tells us 
that we should expect to face storms. There's no get out of storms for free card. And the probability that you're going to face a storm is 100%. So you can expect our lives to be spotted and scattered with all kinds of storms of different sizes and shapes, multicolored. And we should expect storms in our lives. Some of them, of course, are self-induced. And you're not always going to be in a storm of something that you have necessarily done. But sometimes the storms we face are things that we did something wrong. But sometimes you face a storm when you did something right. We have a guarantee from God that storms are coming our way. The guarantee is this, is that storms are inescapable. Secondly, not only are storms inescapable, and we have a guarantee from God that they're coming our way, but the purpose of storms in our lives is something that we need to talk about. Because if you don't see the purpose of storms in your life, you are going to be nothing but miserable every waking moment of every storm that you have, because you're not going to understand God's perspective. So you need to understand the perspective that storms were designed by God for our good. We're going to find in James chapter 1, verse 3, that they are for our patience, for our endurance, to help us learn to persevere. James chapter 1, verse 3 says this, Because you know that the trying of your faith works patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you might be complete and entire, not lacking anything. Would you agree with me that we have no shortage of storms in our lives? Jesus doesn't need to create new storms for us because the fallen world brings enough storms without him having to do it. He builds our faith by using the storms that are already there. And Jesus will use storms as teachable moments in our lives. As although God did not create every storm in our lives, however, he does use the churning seas to demonstrate his power and to strengthen our faith in him. So we need to understand the purpose of storms. I think one of the things that storms do is that storms strip away everything but our attitude toward the storms. You see, in storms, when we are tested, it is the storms that the original word there that is used tested is dokimos in the Greek, which means approved. So think of this. It's a word that is found in the underside of many ancient pieces of unearthed pottery by archaeologists. And what they found was, is it signified that the piece of pottery had gone through a furnace without cracking, and it had been approved. So God's purpose then, when he tests you, is to help you as a clay vessel created in the image of God, that you'd be able to go through times of testing go through storms and emerge the other side without being like a cracked pot. Knowing this, the Bible says, that the trying of your faith works patience. You see, God is at work within you. And if you would just cooperate with God and allow the storm to do its intended work in your life, you emerge the other side a better person. Knowing that storms are designed for your good and not for evil. Storms, then, are not to sink you, but to stretch you and to make you spiritually stronger. So, friends, don't you want that in your life? 
Don't you want to be stronger through the storm? God will allow you to face times of testing. God will allow you to face storms that stretch you. God grounds us with sustaining truth, knowing this. Well, what do we need to know? But we need to know truth that sustains us. Truth like this, that God is good all the time. God is good even when my circumstances are not good. God is good even when life stinks in the middle of the storm. God is good. Psalms 119.68 says this, You are good and you do what is good and you teach me your decrees. The truth is this, that God is sovereign over every storm, that he is completely in control over everything in our lives. The truth is this, that storms are not punishment for our lives. All punishment for our sin has been already absorbed by Jesus. And Jesus took the curse and he gives us his blessing. So here is truth that we need to know, that God will sustain you in any storm. The Bible says this in Psalm 46 verse 1, that God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very ever-present help in time of trouble. So God is coming up to you and saying, I am here for you. I am here to help you. God's purpose is always for our betterment in our storms. We gain wisdom in the storm. James chapter 5 verse, excuse me, James chapter 1 verse 5 says this. If anyone lacks wisdom in what context, but the context of a storm. If anyone lacks wisdom, what do you do? Let him ask of God who gives freely to everyone and God will not withhold wisdom. So there you are praying through every storm, asking God for wisdom. And God indeed does give us wisdom in the storm if we'll just ask him. God is the source, friends, of all wisdom. So I am asking him for wisdom as a lifestyle. And you need God's wisdom in the storm. God will give you supernatural wisdom that you could never gain any other way. Wisdom, then, is the practical application of spiritual truth to our daily lives. Wisdom is where you apply spiritual truth to your daily life, where it comes to expression that way. It's not natural to gain wisdom. It's supernatural. Wisdom comes from above. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom doesn't come from a classroom or a textbook. And you don't have to prove yourself to be amazingly awesome to get God's wisdom. So you gain perspective then when you go through storms. David recognized this in Psalm 119, verse 67, when he said this, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, after I've been afflicted, I keep your word. In other words, God used the afflictions of my life, the storms then, to teach me, to show me. Psalm 119, verse 71 says this, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Wouldn't you agree with me? It's so easy to get comfortable with our faith. It's easy to get caught up in the busyness of life, easy to get caught up with our jobs and our family and our sports and our hobbies and our to-do lists. And then God, who wants to be at the very center of our lives, the reality is he's barely out there somewhere on the periphery. And like David, when we go through a storm, if we're sensitive to what God is doing in our lives, 
we discover what David discovered. Before the storm, I went astray, but now I am coming close to God. I hope that this is a reality, that it would be true for all of us. So we see here, friends, that storms are, are inescapable. Storms are purposeful because God wants to grow us in the storm. And lastly, this truth, which is so important, that Jesus is with us in the storms of life. I read earlier in Mark chapter 4, verse 38, we saw that Jesus was sleeping. And the only time we are told in Scripture that Jesus slept is right here in the middle of a fierce storm. And God knows that a storm is the very thing that awaken, can awaken me to faith in him. And you can be in the middle of God's will and also in the middle of a storm at the very same time. The Old Testament tells us that God is a God who calms the storm. Psalm 89 verse 9 says this, that the rule of the raging of the sea, when its waves rise, you still them. Psalm 107 verse 29 says that he calms the storm so that its waves are still. Isn't that great? So this is what God is like. God is a God who brings peace to our circumstances and calms the raging storms in our hearts when our emotions are running high. Our Heavenly Father is patient with us, patient with the work of His hands. And He recognizes that the storms of life can overwhelm us and fill us with incredible anxiety. And He's gracious to show us His power, even when we're beginning to wonder if He's asleep in the boat. Friends, remember that peace is not the absence of stress, but the presence of the Savior in your life, even when He's in the boat and it seems like He's sleeping. And so we've seen this morning that storms are inescapable. Storms are purposeful. And Jesus is with us in the midst of the storm. And Father, thank you that you are a God who has purpose for our lives. That in every storm that we face, although it is inescapable, you are trying to teach us, to show us how our lives can be more patient. How we can gain perseverance. How we can gain patience and endurance and grow in our faith and grow stronger in the midst of a storm. And Father, I pray that you would have your way within us, that we would say with David that you were trying to work your purpose in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.